0: Well, Joel, you look uh, look amazing.
1: Uh-huh. Ben, you look like crap. What's your secret?
0: Um, pretty much <laughs> just not doing any self-care, you know?
1: <laughs> not getting you haircuts know? or anything like no that? No
0: haircuts, yeah. no showers. I I shaved today, actually.
1: I could tell. I'm very impressed. Good work.
0: I only cut myself a little bit, so that's pretty good for me.
1: Well, i that's going to have to cry for help, Ben.
0: No, I mean, it wasn't on
2: my wrist, dude. That's my face.
1: Oh, my bad.
0: Yeah, and I'm not a high school girl. I like so. the
2: yeah. I like the map in the background there.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, big fan. You know, that's uh, that's just what guys decorate with. This maps.
2: <laughs>
1: I have like
0: three globes in this room. That's really weird. You do. One of them. Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, welcome to Practical Shooting After Dark. We're here to talk about shooting. Believe it or not, right after. Well, there'll be a little shit talking drum, I'm sure. Uh, anyway, on deck tonight, Frank Rizzy. How you doing? Area Seven, Frank. Congratulations! We just found out tonight you won the election. Yes,
1: congratulations! It's awesome.
0: Thank Fantastic. you.
1: Fantastic.
0: Um, and Joel Park. Hello. One half of the Korean Brotherhood.
1: I know. I miss sh- my Korean brother.
0: Yeah, uh, not the smart half and not the tall half. It's the mm. other half. Facts. <laughs> you're you're not a seven foot tall professor, sir. How dare you?
1: I know. Yeah. Sorry for disappointing.
0: All right. Well, up front, is there? so much fun stuff happening with the board i got advised today Layton is talking about banning me so
1: i mean i better put you on your best behavior ben
0: i'm gonna start behaving right now i swear
1: Good.
0: um but there's been a lot of crazy stuff i frank i don't know what you want to say if anything but do you have any reaction to like the last few weeks of internet i don't
2: know what you saw and did we actually haven't discussed this yeah we haven't discussed it i saw some. Of the, i saw some of the stuff that's going on uh I personally, I'm not a fa- not a fan of banning anyone. Uh, you know, I, I believe people should be able to speak their mind. If you want to criticize the organization, you're free to do that. You know, unless you unless you do something to actually harm the organization, you should be able to say whatever you want without getting banned. I think that that's total bullshit, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, I don't
0: know. Like uh, the the stuff to harm the organization, that seems pretty strange. Like of all the people I've talked to, I don't know anyone that's like trying to hurt uspsa i'd right, like to see exactly. a change i'd like to see some leadership changes but i don't think that's that's not designed to hurt the organization believe me that'd be designed to help right exactly well that's just my thoughts interesting uh joel you want to talk any shit about anybody or no
1: should we I'm move good. on? i
0: didn't i didn't think you'd want to
1: i'm multitasking i thought oh i'm yeah, no, gonna do fine. this i'll just work on some other work that i could be doing on my other monitor
0: you just hammer out that work huh buddy uh-huh. That was a little end joke for the people. They're going to love that, Joel.
1: Oh, they'll love it. Yeah, and
0: they are It'll... going to love it. You want to start with your topic? You want a match? I did. Tell us about
1: it. It was fun. Uh, I shot the Free State Kansas Championship match. So it's at the Mill Creek Gun Club, which is uh, it's Desoto. It's right by Kansas City, uh, Kansas. Uh, they hosted. They, they
0: have pretty good facilities too.
1: They have a nice facility. They hosted – it was a long time ago. Was, I'll get the years wrong, but like 06, 07, they hosted the Area 3 match there. So you have they have a right.
0: You have it right. Those are the right years.
1: Okay. Oh, I'm impressed. All right. Well, I remember going then. Uh, so anyway, uh, CZ USA is in Kansas City also, so they always – they have other sponsors also, but the CZ boys are good about sponsoring the match, certificates, all that junk. So they have a lot of support at that club. Uh, they have a big range – Good parking all that stuff so anyway the match was a lot of fun uh i like i like their stages i think this year pretty well i think they did a good job at testing they didn't have any one-handed shooting but other than that and they had one stage that the far shooting was maybe a little bit excessive
0: i was going to ask about this there was how how far was that
1: got one of the guys pasted it off it's better than me like 40 yards is what it sounds like for a all handful of that- targets
0: all right, were they partial or full targets? They were full targets. And you thought that was too much. That's an interesting point of view. It did was.
1: it feel like?
0: Did the dot guys have a different opinion? Because you were shooting back.
1: True. Uh, nobody really liked it. The thing about that was, and I maybe I'm not staying it's not supposed to be. I got a little bit of behind the curtain on that. Apparently, it's the it's the very one of the very back bays they use. And I was heard the board requires them. They don't want. They're worried about bullets skipping. They don't want targets out in the middle of that bay,
0: Or oh, someone okay.
1: hammers a close target, it could bounce and leave. So that's the reason the targets are mostly towards the outside of that bay. So the reason for the long shooting. And if you look at that stage, it makes sense why it's that way. So I wasn't a huge fan of that because there wasn't any like close rapid shooting. It was just all kind of far shooting. But I mean, if that's what you have to do to make them happy, otherwise the stage would have to get like pushed back in a corner or something. But other than that, uh, they have a good staff. Like. All the ROs are nice. I'm probably being really critical. There's definitely some short beeping that, happen- <laughs> that happens. But overall, like, their staff is nice. Uh, they give uh, catered lunch. was free just for, like, showing up at the match. So, uh, and I had a good time. There's a uh, I, – I like the stages they were balanced. They had short, medium, and long courses. So, and there were – with the exception of – there was one that was not low-cap friendly at all.
0: I'm I'm actually watching you shoot it right now. It's actually, it's not low cap friendly. It's actually really, uh,
1: it's not, yeah, good. boring
0: stage high cap. You got yeah.
1: like
0: quite a lot of shooting from one spot.
1: Yeah. That was, that was, it was like 18 shots from one spot without moving your feet. That yeah, one wasn't so Wasn't so good. But all the rest of them, I, they had different ways you could mix them up. And honestly, I didn't feel like I had to do something totally stupid just to not do standing reloads. There were enough options where I could actually shoot it with a low cap gun and not. Not be doing stuff totally dumb, with the exception of that stage. Um, so anyway, I had a good time. Uh, it's, it's a match I normally shoot every year. Probably full, the only full, other.
0: full talk through coming to training group.
1: Full talk through is coming to training group. I uploaded the like a full match video to my YouTube channel. If anyone's interested in watching that crap, but if not, uh, full talk through beyond training group. So uh,
0: was US for the for the members.
1: Look at you doing the business stuff.
0: Well, I get shit in the comments, so you don't read the comments. Sometimes you read the comments, right?
1: One thing I like that they really do well every year is they always have iced water on the bays. It was a hot, it was a scorcher that weekend. It was uh, like 95 degrees. So having actual iced water was super nice.
0: Dude, it's like 95 degrees in Kansas. is brutal.
1: It was, yeah, it was humid and hot. Yeah. So you have to hydrate up, uh, hydrate up beforehand. And uh, it's nice that they at least have ice water. So you don't have to, if you don't have enough stuff with you, there's stuff there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, Mr. Frank, you had a shooting topic, isn't that right? Uh, I do
2: have a shooting topic. Yes.
0: So I think you got a new gun, right?
2: Yes. I recently got a, uh, an open gun. Uh, I picked up a uh, a bull armory uh, race gun. One of their, uh, they were uh, SAS, I think it is SAS two, the uh, the full size.
0: And you're coming so, off a, a CO gun.
2: Yes, yes, I've been shooting since I've been in USPSA. I've been shooting strictly carry optics. So, so tell
0: tell us what prompted this switch, and tell so, us what you think.
2: So I was looking to do something different, uh, just for fun, not take it too seriously. Just to switch it up, basically, is what the reason for getting it. And also to shoot major, to be very honest, to get the extra points. So, but uh, I found out, um, I I got it about a month ago. Uh, I bought the gun, got it, finally got some gear for it, got the rig set up. And I found out something interesting. It actually motivated me to start dry firing even more and shooting even more. So at first I was like, you know i don't know how much i'm going to shoot it you know i really like my shadow too you know i'm starting to get pretty decent with it you know i dry fire with it you know 15 20 minutes every morning so you know i wasn't too much sure you know i wasn't sure how much i was going to get into shooting open but i wanted to try something different so i got the gun really like it shot it you know not drawing you know just you know running some ammo through it down at the range and it, and it ran flawless and I'm like hey this is pretty fun and the gun is super accurate so, got Do you find it
0: easier to shoot?
2: Yes. I do find it easier to shoot now. Now that I have some, you know, I have about a month with it. I've been dry firing with it. Um, and I do find it a lot easier to shoot.
0: What do you find easier about it? Uh, so
2: it, it's, uh, it definitely is, is faster. My, my split times are faster. I feel I can move the gun around faster. Um, never shot with a Magwell before, so my reloads are a hell of a lot faster. So that was totally different, you know. With the Shadow Two, you got to be a little bit more precise on the reloads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. So the Magwell—that's the first time I've ever used the Magwell. So it—it uh, was a different experience. But what I found out, like I said, it was—it's definitely motivating me. I find now I'm dry firing an hour every morning. You know, I work uh, overnights. I get home from work at six thirty in the morning, and that's everyone's still sleeping. That's my dry fire time. I'll spend usually twenty minutes every morning, and I've been finding now I've been drive firing for about an hour to the point where I'm starting to get blisters and calluses on my hands again. I'm like, wow, this is pretty cool. I never, never thought that would happen.
0: Now, this is not an unusual phenomenon that somebody gets a new piece of gear and it just motivates them to practice.
2: Yeah, I I was not expecting that. I really wasn't. I was like, you know, because like I said, I, I really enjoy carry optics. I enjoy my shadow. You know, that's what I enjoy shooting. So it was not something that I was expecting. So I was, like, really surprised. They're like, I can't wait to get home in the morning and start dry firing. And it's it's been fun. I Actually, yeah. I had a chance to shoot it at a, a local match. Uh, that went okay. You know, there were, it, was a, it was a big learning curve with shooting open. That's interesting. So what do you feel like the learning curve is? Like, what are you struggling with? So it was, you know, it, it's it's holding it. It's a totally different gum. It's a different platform. You know, it's, you know I'm not used to the slide racker. Not used to the dot is actually higher up. So there were quite a few times where I had a hard time finding the dot. And manipulating um, the safety, is that an issue? Yeah, but that, that was another issue. You know, I'm not used to having a safety. So a couple of times I'm like pulling a trigger, I'm like, shit.
0: <laughs> Hit
2: the damn safety. So, yeah, but uh, I mean, I did okay with it considering. Um, I had at one point the uh, the gun went full auto on me. What? <laughs> that, that was cool. Well, yeah, welcome to open, I guess.
1: Yeah. This means so, you need a lighter yeah, trigger, right?
2: Yeah, it's a pretty light trigger. Yeah, it's on the two pounds. <laughs> you're going to want to lighten that up a little bit more. Yeah,
1: now. make it lighter. That'll make it go even more full auto, I think. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> no.
2: But, uh, yeah, it was it, it's definitely fun. It, like I said, it's something that I really didn't expect the uh, the motivation. So I so would, do I would, you
0: feel like you're going to take away from this back to carry optics something? Or do you feel like you're going to stick with this? Or
2: uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like I said, because I really enjoy carry optics. I have a couple of major matches coming up. We got Area Eight coming up uh, in August. I have uh, Area Seven in September, so now I'm kind of torn. Like I don't know what I'm gonna do. If I'm gonna uh, just stick with Open for the rest of the year or go back to Carry Optics, I really have no idea. <laughs>
1: is it oh, a shit. nine nine major or a super gun? Nine major, yes. What about blast or concussion? Did that bother you at all? Was that take, get take any taking or it getting was, used
2: to? It was. It was definitely different. So what I noticed is that. The dot definitely doesn't rise as much, so uh-huh. there's, there's definitely a lot less lift. But I do feel more pressure, like almost like the, the gun pushing back at me. Uh-huh. So I do feel the concussion and the blast. So that took a little bit of getting used to, but once you know, once I, I expected it, and I was able to track the dot, it, it I didn't notice it anymore.
1: Did so you? I, I got past that part pretty quick. Did you try like ear plugs and ear muffs or any anything to like overcome the blast or just deal with it?
2: No, nah, I was basically just dealing with it.
1: Just be a man, okay?
2: Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I find myself uh, losing my hearing already. Yeah, you know, I work in the subway, so I'm constantly around loud noises and hearing loss runs in my family, so oh, great. I think, I think, I think it's happening already. <laughs> yeah. So, do you wear earplugs at work? Uh, I just started, actually.
0: <laughs> yeah, because like for your hearing, uh,
2: the loud environment is way worse than. Yes. The gunshots. The gunshots, yeah. Yeah, I'm constantly, you know, I'm around trains all night. <laughs> so, Yeah, it's like that's like jet engine level of badness for you. Yes.
1: Which is really bad. Right. Did you have any, what were like the first drills you did, or did you have any specific drills you set up or benchmarks you wanted to meet? Like your first trip to the range, or did you just shoot the gun?
2: So the first uh, first trip to the range, life, I, mean, I just basically just shot the gun, just to get some ammo through it, just to run it. But um, at home, um, the first drills that I was doing was basically like El Prez type drills, you know, uh, not, not even the turn and draw, just basically drawing, you know, onto, you know, onto yeah. targets, reload, three targets, you know, and I did that for quite a while. I'm still doing that just to work on my uh, gun manipulation skills, you know, just to try to get to get yeah. it up to speed. Oh, I like it. You know, basic stuff like that. So I'm I'm trying. It's like you know starting all over again. It's like learning the basics again. But I noticed it's coming a lot quicker than it did when I started with the shadow too.
1: Yeah, I bet shooting that gun feels like turbo mode or something where you're like, yes, it does. Really able to shred hard.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's weird. You don't feel like the gun's really
2: holding you back at all. Like you don't ever really feel like you're waiting on the gun. No, you absolutely do not feel like you're waiting on the gun. There have been times, you know, I felt like with the with the shadow, I felt like I was waiting on the gun to return. You know, which is one of the reasons that I went to a uh, 125 head instead of 147s. I felt the 147. I'm waiting for the slide to return. So with the 125s, I feel that cycles a lot quicker. So this one, not waiting at all. Like it's there, waiting for me. Love it. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's been fun.
1: Oh, very cool.
2: Well, that's
0: good when you get reinvigorated. You know, yeah. I ordered I ordered some shadow too, so maybe that'll. Uh... They're actually here. I should go pick them up. I'm going to race them out and maybe that'll, you know, have me excited to go in that direction. Because this year I'm kind of excited about shooting rifles.
1: i you know? possibly stayed with our uh, our friend Sasquatch the last four days. He was like, did Ben get his guns yet? Do you like him? I'm like, I don't know. He hasn't mentioned it. I've been gone. I was on a trip, man. I know.
0: Yeah. It'll be a while before I get around to really enjoying those. But I, I'm planning on shooting them. So
1: should be good. It'll be excellent.
0: Okay. All right, I got a topic. Tell me. I'm gonna talk about having really good shooters in class, like national contender guys. Because okay. I'm thinking of this because I just came back from a skills and drills class. I had a couple of super squad level guys in it. And I had Mason in a class, you know, a couple months ago, and it just gets me thinking of like what it's like to have guys like that in class, and why I think that's a good thing. So what I what I, what I notice is like those guys, they they attack the the same drills. I mean, this is like. like, like, even if it's a fundamentals class, they'll attack the same drills, but they're just ferocious about making everything perfect. And that's really interesting because they don't feel like they're beyond anything. You know what I mean? They don't feel like they know everything. They're trying to make every little thing that they're doing absolutely perfect. And that's really something that sets them apart. And I think it's good having those guys in class because other people see that they see that how perfect they're trying to make it and how like they're getting frustrated and you know just working out really minute things to try to be as good as they could be and, and like at every part of their technique even if the drill is really really simple and really really basic they still you know really put out a lot of performance and and i've noticed that they're really open-minded people so they're eager to take stuff on board and like one guy got shooting like one of one guy got shooting target focused with uh iron sights so i really like that and this is noticed- a guy who's done very 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 well with uh side focused on distance distant targets
1: so i've noticed that about being open minded. i, I talked to mason quite a bit and if i like if i tell mason it could be the dumbest thing at the time that he thinks but he always there's like some like stuff i've thrown at him as far as teaching and stuff and he'll get back to me a week later and be like hey i thought about your theory yeah i think you're right i agree with you yeah whatever like he's i i like that i've noticed that about hmm. like like talk guys
2: Do you feel you have to, like, treat these guys a little bit different than the average, you know, like like a guy like me? (laughs)
0: Yes, I'm way harder on them. Like, so they don't they don't give a shit about compliments. They don't care what any they mostly they, they don't care what you think of their shooting. If they're in a class with other people like they don't care about that because their shooting gets complimented all the time. Like they're they what they want is like. Some nugget, like some specifics that they can take away and go work on and get better. That's that's all they're looking for. And you have to take push them to get them that, you know, something. That they actually feel like they can improve with, because these are guys that are already doing everything they can think of. They're already doing that. It's not like there's some guys that show up and it's like it's the first time they really practiced and you're basically showing a dude how to practice that's one thing. Or you have guys that practice and they're pretty good and you kind of make some tweaks, but then you have guys that are all in and they like train a lot and they're putting a lot of energy into it and they've done everything they know how to do. And now they need something they need. They really need need something else. Yes. They like, they've done the thing they accept. They've done the things they know how to do. So it, it is, it's somebody who's in a very different place. And what's nice is those guys, you can really, really push them Hard uh and they like it. So that's a good thing. Well I love it. Let's take a question. And this is actually great that Frank's on here because this is the type of questions you could expect to be getting soon. Okay, here it is. Should USPSA HQ move due to the magazine capacity law
2: in Washington? Should it move due to magazine? My answer would be, what does the magazine capacity law have to do with the location of the headquarters of the organization?
0: It, it, I don't know. This guy probably would say, "Hey, you should do it just as to to like stick it to Washington State or whatever."
2: No, I I would head. I would headquarter the organization wherever it's the cheapest. What? Wherever it's the right. Wherever it's the the cheapest, the headquarter. You know. The organization could be literally be anywhere in the, in the country. So wherever it makes sense, to, wherever it's advantageous, wherever it's the most cost-effective, that's where it should be to save the members the members as much money as we can. Dude, they're going to fucking hate you.
1: <laughs> Holy shit.
0: Well, you got anything to add to that, Joel?
1: Nope, he took care of it quite well.
0: <laughs> Are you running for Area 3, Joel. That's going to be hysterical. You definitely don't
1: oh. want it in New York. I can tell you that.
0: <laughs> no, that's not going to be cheap, and no. the, the politics are fucked up.
1: So, I was right. like, maybe it should be somewhere tropical. That way, it, when you have to I, go to honestly, a pretty HQ good spot
0: would be Omaha.
1: Oh, there you go. Because
0: it's central and it's fairly cheap.
1: Cost of living is low. Notice yeah. There's
0: a lot of stuff is headquartered in Omaha.
1: That, uh, well, Omaha was actually like, the telemarketing like capital of the U.S. I don't know if it was before, or if it still is. Uh, But it has been for a while just because, yeah, cost of living is low and it's easy to, like, get people, whatever.
0: Yeah, see? (laughs) Yeah. Perfect. Funny how that works. All right, anyway. Good work. That's all we have today. Uh, Listeners, if you have a question, go to BenSticker.com. Send me your questions. We'd love to hear from you. We did it, you guys. uh, Yeah, we'll try to get Joel to be nice.